Hello and welcome back to the Church of Jesus Christ study session with Come Follow Me. I'm your host Matthew Roberts and this is series 2, episode 230 of this daily study podcast. Thank you for joining us today as we uh, take a pause from our regular Come Follow Me studies and we uh, deal with a couple of things which I've picked out uh, over the last week and a few listener comments as well. Today we haven't had much uh, well, I say this week, really, we haven't had much on the Facebook group from listener comments, just a couple uh, just sharing their um, expressing their appreciation or their um, agreement with a few things that are posted on there on the Facebook group. So nothing much to say from there. But we have had an email this week uh, from Esteban, uh, who shared some great insights uh, about the army of Helaman that we didn't that we didn't discuss in the podcast episode uh, specifically he he was looking at Alma chapter 53 and he said that in this we see a lesson about how we work with and the importance of recent converts uh you can look at this yourself uh, in uh, Alma 53 um but he says that in verse 9 we see the dangers of um dissensions amongst uh the church uh so and that they place the church in a highly dangerous position. So we know that that is clear. And then he talks about how in verse 10, uh, we are referred back to, uh, or the subject is changed by Mormon to help us understand the importance of retention. We hear about Ammon who had taught the people of Ammon. And this is, you know, the last time we hear of Ammon, the person as such. Um, and he introduced this people who are converted unto the Lord. And then in verse 14, we see Helaman, who is a new person watching over this flock, just like how we would have missionaries such as Ammon teaching these people and bringing them to the church. They then have a leader such as the bishop of the ward watching out for the new converts, helping them to keep their covenants and encouraging them not to break those covenants uh, and, you know, making it um, and helping them adjust to this new way of life and changes when they've been re- rejected by their own friends and family when they came to the church which of course we know they were rejected of the Lamanites. Then in verse uh, 16, we see how this new blood con- these new blood converts help us who have been members stay on the path and be protected by them. So when the sons of Helaman were able to come forward and help protect uh, the covenant people of the Lord, that is like when we have recent converts in our congregations uplifting our testimonies and strengthening our testimonies through their faith. Um, so obviously there's a lot of parallels there between new converts coming into the church and how we work with them and how they can bless us in turn as well. And so uh, I thought that was a particularly interesting uh, insight. Uh, and I've just realised um, that actually uh, he, he's called Steve. Uh, I think, yeah, he, he goes by a different name. So um, yeah, thank you uh, for that email. And if you have any insights or things you'd like to share about what we study through the week or anything else that you've been studying, I'd love to hear it. What I'm going to share today, just briefly, is a um, an article from the Enzyme, actually. First of all, uh, I know I know many of you probably don't get the chance to read the Enzyme. Perhaps you do, um, and so maybe I'm wrong in saying this, but uh, I do know that when I mention the Enzyme to most people, um, they kind of go, oh, yeah, that thing, you know, um, there's not, we don't often, uh, not many people get stuck into it. But uh, I found something that really is helpful is each end of the month, um, I get alerted because I've set up a study plan on the, um, you know, the Gospel Library app. You can set up a study plan to study something in a month, in a few months, over a few weeks, whatever. So I put the enzyme on a um, study plan so that I read it from the first to the end of the month. 
And then at the end of the month, I know that that study is going to be running out. And that's when I set up the new one. And, it, you know, it, it means that I'm reading an article, maybe half an article a day. Uh, and it is really, you know, really useful. Anyway, I was looking at uh, this article uh, from the August 2020 enzyme called Six Strategies for Family Media Safety. And it's actually been written by uh, Sarah M. Coyne and, and Laura A. Stockdale, who are professors of family life at BYU. Uh, and so obviously there is lots of um, academic credentials behind this, as well as probably spiritual um, perspective as well. Uh, and they talk about some things, how media can be a big problem or a worry uh, for parents of today. Uh, and they talk about how we can make sure that we can do everything that we can to make it so our family can use the media safely. They do make the point at the start of the article that often parents say, yes, we would wish that we didn't have um, media in our lives any at, at all for our children. But of course, this isn't the way we should see, the, see media uh, or technology. You know, it is a great blessing if we can use it in the right way. Uh, and so helping our children gain the skills necessary uh, is important. They say, quote, we can help our children gain the skills necessary to be spiritually healthy use, users of media, able to access the best that media has to offer while hearing and heeding the voice of the spirit in an increasingly noisy, loud and contentious world, close quote. They then share two short term strategies that we can use right away to make our homes safe uh, in using media. Uh, the first one is to use filters, ratings, and websites. So um, a filter is important to set up uh, straight away so that our home can be protected. Um, looking at ratings for television, vid music, video games, and stuff like that. Um, I think that obviously um, there is... We've, we've known about film ratings for a long time, but obviously... Parents um, may or may not look at that carefully and see what is in, in that uh, content. One of my favourites and one of their favourite websites is Common Sense Media uh, because it not only gives kind of parent ratings on certain um, films or games or whatever, but it also breaks down what is actually in those games as well. So even if, you know, it, it is a, a, a film that would be rating-wise appropriate, there may be one or two things in there that you don't feel are appropriate for your, for your for your children at this time and so you can make that very more informed decision uh, as to what to, to do uh, and the second one that they talk about is creating a family media plan where you set goals and how uh, media will be used when will cell phones be used used um, how much time will be used on you know gaming devices and all these kind of things uh, so and also how we should deal with, with concerns when concerns do come up. This is, again, not making it so that, um, you know, it's not just the parents telling the children what to do, but it's also the children having an open voice and being able to share things that are concerning them about media as well. Uh, and also, uh, number five, they suggest what, what rules could be good for helping us, both parents and children, manage technology use. We know that parents can often be the ones who are using technology too much or in ways that they shouldn't, and so... Uh, this goal or this plan isn't just so that the parents can tell the children what to do, it's so that everyone can be uh, unified and united and blessed in making those decisions. Um, and then there's four long-term strategies that they suggest as well. Recognising that things like, filled, like uh, a quote by uh, Elinda S. Reeves where she said, quote, filters are useful tools, but the greatest filter in the world, the only one that will ultimately work, 
is the personal internal filter that comes from a deep and abiding testimony of our Heavenly Father's love and our Saviour's atoning sacrifice for each of one of us. Close quote. So, um, one of the things that they talk about first is developmental progression, not giving certain devices too early for children, um, particularly devices that have access to the internet. Uh, so easing children into technology is important. An example they give is when their older children asked for phones. They first gave them flip phones, basically phones that can't access the internet. And then once they showed that they could use those responsibly, that's when you can move on to a restricted smartphone. And then once they can use that responsibly, you then move to a, a less restricted smartphone. And I love that idea. Um, having patience, explaining, right, well, here's the first step. And if you can show us that you know, that could be used sensibly and appropriately, then we can move on to the next step in this much time and uh, move forward with, with working together on that. Uh, also, teaching self-regulation. This is a, this is a big one for me. Um, they said, quote, we should help children slow down and think when they are feeling frustrated, angry or overwhelmed. The parts of the brain associated with the regulatory control are not yet developed in teens, so it can be difficult for them to stop, breathe and react thoughtfully instead of impulsively. One of, our one of our children struggled just with disconnecting from video games. He would get upset whenever, whenever it was time to transition to the next activity. To help him learn to better regulate his media use, we created a stoplight system. He would be on red during a day where we had to tell him to stop playing video games and he refused or threw a fit. He would be on yellow when we told him it was time to be done and he was able to effectively transition. Finally, he would be on green if he was able to regulate his own use and recognise when it was time to, be, to stop playing. We used the stoplight activity, which included various incentives for several weeks and tantrums to decrease substantially as he strengthened his media-related self-control. Close quote. I think that is an important one, and one that um, may be worth considering um, to help children make that transition. Because I found that with my children and their very limited um, devices that they're able to use right now, that is often the most difficult thing for me personally, is having them transition from that activity to the next thing uh, and trying to do it in a happy peaceful way uh, another one is encouraged talking and the, other, and the other one is modeling appropriate use so we have come to the end of the study session i did want to share something uh, a quote as well but i'll just share that on the facebook group uh, i thought it was a really interesting quote and so i'll let you uh, find that out uh, to go and to go to the facebook group Thank you for listening today. I encourage you to have a read of that article. Uh, it'd be really useful, I think, for many families um, and also individuals who just need to, you know, think about and reflect on their, um, their technology use. Please do uh, join the Facebook group, Church of Jesus Christ Study Session with Come Follow Me, that we share lots of things on there. And it'd be great to hear some more people uh, sharing their studies on what they've studied on there. Uh, and you can also uh, email ldfstudysession at gmail.com if you'd like to join on a future podcast episode yourself. Thank you for listening and until we meet again.